LA, do not miss the upcoming Steel Wars live podcast, May the 26th. Make sure you have your tickets for our solo reaction panel at the Scum and Villainy Cantina in Hollywood, California. The Saturday after the release of the solo standalone film, we'll be breaking it down. Tickets are available at steelwars.com forward slash live. Just check the link in your show notes. Blog Talk Radio. Hey you guys, welcome to the Steel Wars Colin Show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And that was our new little Mendo-sized theme music that uh, Eric Struthers uh, remixed with Paul Dempsey's music into a sweet little tune. So uh, if you're from Australia, that's pretty prestigious that your theme music for your silly Star Wars podcast is a combo of Ben Mendelsohn and Paul Dempsey. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I am waiting for my co-host tonight, our surprise co-host, who I think I have got on the line from Columbus, Ohio. It is the royal one, King Tom. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing pretty good, Steele. How are you? And thanks for getting my location and everything else right this week. Well, the fact that I've been there helps, you know? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yes, you've, I you've, guess. Had our, you've had our White Castle and our uh, micro-brews and all of that stuff. Yeah, I'll take the micro-brews over the White Castle, my man. Uh, definitely. <laughs> but uh, we are here on the day after the Star Wars Rebels finale, and uh, I've been pretty tight-lipped with my opinion. We've got a poll up <laughs> at the moment, and I'd like all the callers to think about where this would uh, fit in. Tom, you can tell me where you fit in on this. The Star Wars Rebels finale was... Perfect, satisfying, disappointing, or I'm furious. Which one did you vote for, Tom? I voted for perfect. Perfect. Because for the show itself, it was a perfect ending to this chapter, this part of the Star Wars saga. It wrapped up the story. It had pretty much all of the main characters and events that were featured throughout the four seasons. It brought the, the, the characters to there and the whole struggle of the liberation of Lothal to a, a good conclusion. So in that sense, um, it, it was like the classic TV series finale. Yeah. Almost like that Seinfeld one where absolutely everyone came back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought everyone was used a little bit better here than in, in Seinfeld once. But, yes, just like How that. How dare you? I actually, well, I, know, you, you I, know, know. I know it's, um, you know, uh, it's kind of frowned upon that finale, but I actually loved it. I, I thought it was a really cool way just to wrap it up 
sort of by saying, mm-hmm. how are we going to wrap this up? Like, let's just do something. Like, it was sort of unwrappable in a normal way. It, it was. It was. Although I think somewhere in, in hyperspace right now, Thrawn is telling Ezra that button on his shirt is too high. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Well, <laughs> I, um, I voted satisfying. I, I was satisfied. Okay. And you I, know, I, as, good. As, as I sort of went into this, this half season, I didn't have high hopes because I thought the mysticism might lose me and, and, and the vague ending, which I predicted might lose me. So mm-hmm. I sort of just went in to go, I'm just going to enjoy the things that I'm going to enjoy and we'll just see what happens. But I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought mm-hmm. um, Ezra, is, uh, he's all grown up. I, I, I thought he's, um, <laughs> the end of this part of his uh, story was done really well. I, um, I, I popped for the space whales. I, I enjoyed the visual. <laughs> Um, a lot better than the heli sabers coming back in the last episode to save everyone. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Dave Filoni picked the wrong, I mean, the right um, sort of uh, joked about thing to bring back. But mm. uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I am I, surprised that I enjoyed the vagueness of the ending. Do you know what I mean? I, I did sort mm. of uh, put my fist down on wanting like definites on everyone. And I feel like, like definitely knowing who's alive and dead, like help that. And, and the end bit with Ahsoka was really cool. I just watched it again then. Mm. And it's like, you know, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm very emotionally tied to this series. Definitely not like the movies, but although that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Thought that was pretty yeah, damn it, cool, you know. It told it told a good story about a bunch of characters who grew and contributed in their own way to the rebellion. And you know, as we were talking about science, I just realized something that the, the one the one other uh, not only Hella Sabers didn't make an appearance, but the one person off the top of my head I would have liked to have seen again, um, AP Five. I don't recall seeing yeah. him at all. Nah, I didn't. Has he been in it since he sang? I think so. Because they, res- they rescued him. Because he was singing about being free out among the stars, and then they rescued him. I'm sure they've had him in there since. Hmm. Don't know. Don't know. I did... Um, I- I'm sort of... I'm hesitant to say too much about it at the moment, the finale, because we're going to take some calls and I sort of want to bounce okay. off. I don't, I don't want to like just, um, you know, I, I've got a sort of a few thoughts listed and we'll, we'll see <laughs> if um, the conversation sort of prompts them to be brought up. Uh, okay. Did you get the, did you get the, I haven't listened to much yet. I guess there's not much out. I listened to the making Star Wars reaction, which was really good. And mm-hmm. I watched um, Christian Harloff did an interview with Dave Filoni, which was pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not. Did you see that one, King Tom? I did not. I watched Rebels Recon, and I listened to I listened to part of Making Star Wars, but I was also reading the Last Jedi novelization. 
Ah, okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But, um, yeah, he, Filoni, he really um, sort of opened up about his sort of overseeing his characters. So mm-hmm. if anyone's going to use his characters in uh, another medium, it's sort of like you had to get that okay by Dave Filoni, which... Huh. Um, I found pretty interesting. I don't think that's like a, a formal arrangement or anything, or uh, but it, it was it was kind of interesting how because I, I you know one of the criticisms you could have of him is he, he does get a little bit too attached to these characters. It, it would seem, yeah, in that their story. I'm not sure how. I, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. About people because, with him. Yeah, or about him. I, <laughs> You know, he created them and he's told some great stories. And I, I do want to, I, I do like having the, char- the creators have a say rather than the corporation. But at the same time, this is Star Wars. And I, and I don't want someone to say, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, we want to do something with Sabino. Got to go check with Filoni. I don't, I don't think anyone should be married to, while I'm sure he can guide and use tone, I don't want him deciding everything that happens with that character at any point they are in the future Star Wars. This probably wasn't what he was saying. I, I t- maybe it could be he gets the first crack at telling these stories in the future. Who knows? It's just, it's just a statement I don't know what to think about yet. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I don't think it's for the end of time. Like, who knows? Right. What, you know, if you'll go elsewhere or, or, or rise up in that, you know, he's promoted to a position where they they have to ask him no matter what they do. Who knows? <laughs> but I, I did enjoy finding out that that was his intent. And, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of thought that, that the Ahsoka coming back at the end is... I, I feel like he's positioning his characters in places that he can work with them again later on. Yes. Yeah. Whether it maybe is in a live action film and, you know, that, that's one of his ambitions and he's sort of putting his, his pieces where they need to be to go, hey, we could do a thing about this. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. uh, I, it doesn't really, like I loved Ahsoka coming back, but, you know, if they say went with a cartoon about uh, Sabine and her searching for Ezra, it it doesn't jump out at me as like, got to see that, but you know, it, it could be really good. I, I like, um, I like any Star Wars that's going to veer off away from the expected because one thing that I did love the Thrawn Ezra fight, because I was just like, who's going to die? Who's going to like, 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 I yeah. was, like I was very, um, you know, I didn't think anyone was going to, there was going to be smoke blown and someone would roll away and escape. Like I was, I was like, mm-hmm. this is the last episode, high stakes, high stakes. And uh, mm-hmm. Ezra, you know, did get shot a little bit. Um, maybe the, the bit I dislike the most, partially just because it makes the rebels look like idiots in the previous episodes was, um, <laughs> what's his name, Rook? Is that his name, Rook? Rook, um, yeah. Like, why'd you just paint him and let him go? <laughs> right, right. That, um, you know, you, you almost got killed because of uh, that whole thing. And I think my surprise of the episodes 
was that I was pretty down with that wolf action. Yeah, they, I, they, they have some fight in them. Yeah, I, I never really got... I don't, I don't know. I sort of... I, I, I get a little bit sort of sensitive when it's... You know, you know Dave Filoni loves the wolves so much. So he just keeps mm-hmm. putting them in. And it's... Like, I just find that it's a bit too much of... Here's my personal brand for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. You know, because they had the wolf pack and then the wolves and stuff and in the show. But yeah, that that was that was pretty dope. I, I was into that fight. I was I for sure thought that um, Governor Price got her head bitten off or something in there. But I, I was quite, there was one um, point. Yeah, I, I, I must say disappointed to see that she still had her head. <laughs> well, they they needed her for some menace in the uh, the ship flash building, whatever you want to call it. The dome, bro. We got this city totally domed. The dome, yeah, the dome. I was I was surprised that they blew that up because if you think about, there were a lot of Imperials aboard it, and it it just seemed like it it was something you'd see more in a movie than on Disney XD if you think about it. But at the same time, it was a it was a good visual. Yeah, I found the end of it quite cinematic. You know, of course you've yeah. got the you know, the, the Return of the Jedi special edition sort of ending with the, uh, the crowd shots and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, 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 you know, the whole thing with Rex being at Endor, I was like, do you have to throw that in? Do you have to? <laughs> mm-hmm. it, you know, like for those that don't know, I, I'm... So yeah, so they, there's this guy called, what is he called? Saint Nick or something was his nickname. He's a mm-hmm. he very. He, he looks like Norwegian sunburnt dude with a white beard that was a uh, Endor rebel trooper, and his nickname was Nick Saint, as you know, for the mm-hmm. customizable car game or whatever. And they've now uh, retconned Maori, played uh, you know Tamira Morrison, who played uh, the clones that. His skin got so light that he now can be mistaken for Santa Claus in a forest. And that, that soured me a bit. It had been hinted at and, you know, and like the hinting kind of annoyed me. I'm, I'm sick of hints. Sick of mm-hmm. Pick a T-shirt, Filoni. Wear one of them. <laughs> and I did actually like that it wasn't, like, that's what I mean. Like, we know that Ahsoka's alive. And mm-hmm. Sabine's alive. Like I, 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 like, I like that. And, and Filoni said on that um, Rebels Recon that both Thrawn and Ezra did survive. Yeah, that, I, I liked that. I was a little bit uncertain until hearing that. And that, that put me at ease a little bit because I did not want Thrawn dying. I, I, I do like him as a character. I don't know that Rebels used him t- the best they could, but I did like the portrayal of him. And I'm glad to see that I, I do wish Price would have lived too, because I think we need more Imperial personalities, uh, but I'm glad at least Thrawn made it. Yeah. But what are they going to be doing? Like, like once they hyperspace off, like what are those two dudes going to get up to in the next 10 minutes? I'm making friends with a bunch of tentacles, I guess. <laughs> 
Um, Jeff Wood points out in the chat room, he said he liked in the Rebels Recon when they were talking about the only time you see a blue sky on Lethal was when the dome was launched. And mm-hmm. I watched that again after watching that Rebels Recon. And yeah, that was, that was really cool. Ignoring the fact that and- how did the pollution get cleaned up so quick, but symbolically, well, there was, it was, it was quite there was cool. also an ocean behind the dome, which I had never noticed before. Yeah. Or I, I think in that last shot when Sabine's looking over and it's more of a city, there's a blue swath of ocean behind it. I even popped for the, uh, just the X-Wings flying over. I was like, yeah. Yeah. X-Wings. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we take some calls? If you're listening live, uh, you can call in on 646 uh, if you're not in America, add plus one on Skype, and that will get you through quite easily. Um, and we'd love to find out your, your high point and your low point of the, uh, the finale. We'd like to know uh, where you voted, if you did vote or if you would have voted in my poll, if the uh, finale was perfect, satisfying, disappointing, or I'm furious. And um, watch the language as well, you guys. You're normally pretty good, but uh, a reminder right at the start, some excited Star Wars fans on the line. Um, Let's go to 812, because I think maybe he had to bail early on, but from the Bad Motivators podcast, we've got Luke Cruiser on the line. How you doing, Luke? Hey, Steel. Hey, Tom. Hello, Cruiser. <laughs> What's going on, Luke? Hello, are, Disney Shield. Are, are, are you feeling sick, or have you been shattered by the uh, Star Wars Rebels finale? Your voice doesn't seem as uh, exuberant as normal. Yeah, I'm a little under the weather. I, it, it was coming back, and now it's going away. It's, it's troubling. It lasted till the very end of our show last night. It was awesome, but yeah. Um, All right, no point. No point. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, I gotta say, Tom, you you should you should have hid your uh, your uh, Disney shillism a little bit. At the, you should have said that you were satisfied, <laughs> not perfect, with that last statement. <laughs> You're gonna be called out, buddy. I, I'm fine with being called out. I can handle it. <laughs> uh, no, um, I was satisfied with it. That there was a lot of moments where I was like, "eh," but then it but then it kicked in with that wolf fight, and I was all in. After that, that wolf fight really uh, kicked it off. I was like, "huh, we're really having uh, people get mauled by giant beasts on a Y seven television show. That's pretty sweet." <laughs> <laughs> there was that one moment where two wolves picked up the stormtrooper, and I thought for a split <laughs> second they were going to rip rip them apart. I'm like, really? It's about to happen, and then they, like, tag team threw them over the ledge. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I got to say, Steele, I'm kind of surprised to hear that you uh, were okay with your Ahsoka ending. I, I thought you were, when we were talking last week, that you would be bummed out if she didn't come back and then go out. Yeah, I, I have an open mind, Luke. That's the thing. Okay. And if, you know, I, I always sort of say, like, okay. I can't imagine, a, you know, a good way to do it. But I, I, I it was really, like, it was a sweet, like, I got goosebumps when she came back. And there's this cool little sound effects 
when she um, hits her staff. Has anyone noticed that staff mm-hmm. tapping on the ground sound effect? For some reason, I found that amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of tweeted something about this earlier, the visual, because she had that white um, hood over her head and she was holding the staff. It reminded me of Indiana Jones and the Well of Souls with the Staff of Ra. Yeah. Just the way the yeah, light yeah. was coming in behind her. And it, I, I think she was used perfectly because it left you wanting so much more. And it, I, I think this is a great thing about Star Wars as it is now. This is a story they could tell us in any form at any time. You know, we could, it could be the next animated series or it could be something we get five, ten years from now. Yeah, yeah. I... I, I hope it's not the next thing, because... Oh, yeah, I, 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 I doubt. I just want to go do something mm. different. Like, as much as I like the Ahsoka ending, it's, like, kind of up for a break. Mm-hmm. But just to have a clean slate animation, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, do a different style of animation um, and a different uh, different characters in a different time. Bring in maybe maybe some old... Uh, to tie it into the rest of the saga, but yeah, give give these characters a break. They've they've earned a little vacation. Uh, they can celebrate the liberation of Lasall and then have them go looking for Ezra some other time. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, Luke, did you have a a, a low point? Did anything uh, cross the line? Um, I don't know about cross the line, but I wanted to get your guys' opinion about this too, but. I found that uh, that Sheev scene, Palpatine scene, weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's. I mean, I, I, I get the the plot device point of it to where it's meant to show Ezra moving on past, you know, his past and going forward. But I don't really. It, it, it didn't it feel kind of set up weird to you. Like it just felt strange. The what? Sorry, I would. The Sheev scene, the, the the Palpatine uh, scene, where he where he shows up in his white robes, when he's like when he's the hologram. Yeah, I I actually like that. I um. I wasn't really. I'm not a hundred percent on what that door was that he was showing him, and what the ramifications <laughs> were of that, or. Yeah. It was just his trick to get him to go through it so he could go too, but he's only a hologram, so what's that going to do? Uh, King yeah, Kong, you got any... Uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to wonder about the mechanics of that myself, whether it was really part of the temple and it would have teleported him to another time or whether it was just Sith trickery. But no matter what, I think it was supposed to be trickery, you know, presenting this kindly, old, saintly-looking fellow. And, and I also kind of wonder if, you know, Ian McDermott only would come back if they made him look good one last time. Because he did look, you know, for, for a cartoon character, he did look good. But I, I do kind of go, I don't know whether the temple itself was real, but I think overall it was a test trickery for some reason to enslave Ezra, whether you know, he was the only one who could open up um, these Jedi portals or whether it was just to kind of get him off the map in a good way by giving him what he thinks he wants, but really is slavery to 
Darth Sidious. I don't, I don't know what it was, and I think that's, you know, to be inter- we can interpret that a bunch of ways. I liked the scene, though, even if I'm not 100% sold, or if I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah, I didn't hate what it represented, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I know what it means to Ezra as a character, but just the over the the overarching point was it just like a, a point to do that with Ezra and then shove a little bit more in McDermott in there or something like it just it, because 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 what is the end what is the end goal what does she get out of that what does he what like you know because I mean he could have just had Thrawn kill Ezra mm-hmm. you know what I mean like he could have been this been and you're dead. He didn't have his lightsaber. He had turned himself in. He was surrounded by stormtroopers. They could have just twenty-one guns saluted him and been gone. I don't really. That that's that's the only thing that was kind of weird for me. It doesn't really matter in the long run, but that's the one thing that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, Ezra did some good Jediing this episode. He, oh, he had yeah. some good powers and yeah. some, just some ripping action scenes. Um, like as an episode, it was. It was it was pretty damn good. Uh, anything else to finish up up? Oh, sorry, to finish up on there, Luke Cruiser. Um, no, got nothing else, man. Thanks for right. thanks for doing this. Uh, my pleasure, man. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. See you later. See you later, guys. Cheers. And you can hear Luke Cruiser. He's on the Bad Motivators podcast uh, with Dallas Wood and Eric Struthers who uh, edited the little Mendo remix and does a lot of uh, sound stuff for House behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. He's all over the scenes. But uh, go check yeah. out the Bad Motivators as they'll be uh, yabbering about the Rebels finale as well. Uh, I just want to do a new... I was going to say their new episodes are out Wednesday, so it should be tomorrow morning. Well, there you go. Very timely. If you're listening yeah. to this tomorrow, um, this weekend, if you're in LA, we've got uh, the Stebble, the Stevels, the Star Wars Rebels finale reaction, uh, 10th of March, 3:30 PM at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Uh, tickets are available at steelworld.com, $10 advance or $12 on the door. And uh, already on the lineup to discuss the finale of Rebels, we have got Jenny Nicholson, uh, the hilarious YouTube personality has been on the show a few times. Uh, Troops creator Kevin Rubio, who also said he's got an announcement for the show. So who doesn't like Ooh. announcements? Uh, we've got from the Rogue Rebels, and now this is podcasting, Sal Perales, huge Rebels fan and Kanan cosplayer. Uh, we've got Geek Girl Diva that writes the uh, highlight articles for StarWars.com, myself. And another guest or two will be on that one. So if you're in LA, come down because uh, they are super fun to watch. And then before and after, it's cool hanging out with everyone as well. Uh, Let's keep the calls going and let's go to Nicholas. 706, how you doing, buddy? Not doing too bad still, but uh, nobody calls me Nicholas but my mom. It's Nick. (laughs) <laughs> Nicholas, I've got huge news for you. I am your mother. Um, <laughs> well, there so, you go. Well, I guess you, I guess you can get away with it. Yeah, I Thank guess you can get away you. with it. Uh, 
Yeah, it's yeah. a real it's a real big honor to get to talk to you and King Tom as well, uh, and to Thank go you. after Luke Cruiser uh, because King Tom and uh, John Schwartz, Johnny P. Schwartz, uh, they're the ones who got me to email in a bit of uh, voicemail content to the Bad Motivators, and Luke Cruiser and uh, Dallas and Eric were kind of my gateway to finding and enjoying the massive uh, universe of Steel Wars. So quite great. Thank you very much. Very cool. Thank you. Now, what uh, would you vote for on my Twitter poll? I actually voted on the Twitter poll that uh, it, this, the, the episode ended up perfect. Um, I don't know how it could have ended any better. Uh, and that may be a failure of imagination on my part, but it avoided some things I didn't want to see, and it gave me some answers that I kind of wanted to have, and and it uh, just tied a nice bow around everything. Nice. So any um, anything sort of flare up that you didn't like, or you just you're totally on board? I have to say, Luke hit the nail on the head. Uh, the entire scene in the Star Destroyer with Ezra and Palpatine felt out of place. Um, if maybe if we'd had a bit more information, uh, a little bit more context in what Palpatine's end game was with trying to trick Ezra uh, into that temple, um, it would have helped. But that was the really only low point for me. And as far as the high point goes, um, it had to be that moment with Gregor and Rex where Gregor told Ooh. him, it's an honor to fight for something that we chose, something that we believe in. And I'm a huge Clone Wars fan. So to see the clones really being given an opportunity to make their choice and fight their way for their choice, it, it just gave those guys a send-off that I really felt like they deserved. Yeah, that that was a really cool end. And, and that was quite a, uh, a poignant little line the being able to fight for something that we actually believed in or chose to fight for. That was, uh, that was really, really cool. Did you guys pick up on the, uh, the, the sector GL 44? Is that something that's in the uh, zeitgeist already? I, I, um, I, I heard GL and then there was another reference right before that. I didn't get the 44 until I saw on Twitter. Someone said he was born in 1944. But there was another yeah, reference I that know, I thought was kind of similar right before one, that. I just, I, I just guessed. Sorry, mm -hmm. I, um, ah. I was saying, I didn't, I, like, I don't know as trivia that he's born in 1944, but I just went, oh, he must be born in 1944, because uh, yeah. otherwise that is a very weird Easter egg. But what was the other one that you uh, knew about, Tom? I don't, you know what, I don't, rem I don't remember off the top of my head. It was said, like, right before that when they were in space trying to, they were talking about the hyperspace lanes and the clearance codes. I wish I could remember now. It was now, the but. Edmund Fitzgerald. It was EF-75. It was a writer's <laughs> shout-out to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which sunk on uh, the, like, the lakes in 75. Get out of my head, Nick. That was it. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Listen, we're, we're, I think that you figured out through our interactions on Twitter, dude, we're, we're sharing a brain, I think. What a, and if I could yeah. just jump in and add one more thing. Uh, the Bendu's... Um, his prediction or his, uh, his sight into the future of I see your defeat wrapping around you like many arms for Thrawn, that's kind of how he went out. They just swapped arms for tentacles. So that was kind of cool to see that 
to see what the Bindu had told Thrawn come to pass in the very end. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for Ahsoka and seeing her show up with that antique Jedi shuttle looking like Gandalf the white. Uh, that was just good business in my opinion. I'll, I'll be honest. The first wait, wait, overhead wait, 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 pass of it. Antique, wait, sorry. Was that an antique jet like shuttle? It looked like the exact same ship that landed with the two X-Wings. Okay, yeah, that, that ship looked like a throwback from the Clone Wars. Uh, it yeah. looked mm-hmm. like one of the ships that sifo like the ship that sifo apparently crashed in when Plo Koon found his saber in that last, uh, last couple of seasons of the Clone Wars. I, I could be wrong. And didn't, um, but didn't Ventress fly something like that? I think she did. I, I do think yeah. she did, yeah. But, when it first came down, the first few seconds when we just saw the fin, I thought it was one of, like, the resistance bombers from The Last Jedi. And then they pulled out and showed the whole thing. I'm like, oh, it's one of those things. Yes. And, and, and I have to just, on a personal note, hit this real quick. This has been, like, a baller Star Wars, like, three- or four-day period for me because, uh, oh. you know, I found, I found The Last Jedi novelization uh, mm-hmm. on the shelf Saturday in the same town where I saw my first Star Wars movie on the theater. It was out early. They had no explanation for it. It was in the used book section, and I got it. And I actually have read the entire thing. And, and wow, mm-hmm. holy crap, King Tom, you're going to enjoy that. Just can't uh, wait. I, I finished about it. that later. Yeah, okay, you finished, I finished it. it this is, afternoon. It not beyond, is it not beyond legit? It, yeah, it's, it's very, very good. Yeah, and, and, and also, like I told Steele earlier, uh, you know, he had his fanboy moment getting to talk to Mendo, and, and I get mine talking to you guys. So, cheers. I do appreciate it. <laughs> the um, Wow, you, you've really downgraded. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a real, <laughs> it's a real shame, Nicholas. Um, hey, to be fair, you guys are celebrities. I mean, I do live in... Uh, I, I don't know. But and, uh, not me. Not me. <laughs> yeah, well, I recognize myself each and every morning. So uh, it's very exciting. Uh, um, uh, Nick, thanks so much for calling in, man. Do not be a stranger. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. Take care. Uh, My pleasure. Let's go to 505 and I believe it's Sam Scorsoni. How you doing, Sam? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, King Tom. Hey, Sam. Well, that's the wife. Finally. (laughs) <laughs> the um, what did you vote for in the Twitter poll there, Sam? <laughs> well, my uh, my my first reaction was disappointment, so I, I voted I voted for the disappointing. Okay, what what left you disappointed? Okay. And it wasn't so much that you know anything with the anything with the episode. It was just um, not getting for me at the time when I first watched it was not really getting any closure for any of the characters. It was sort of like, um, okay, now we've got to wait to see what novel comes out. Is it going to be another show or, you know, what's, what's going on? And it, I didn't really didn't have that sense of, um, of closure that I thought I would get. Um, but as the day, cause I watched it, uh, this morning and, and as the day went on, you know, I, I was getting excited about, um, you know, what's, what's coming down the line, you know, like the, the future of, uh, of stories and stuff like that. So then I started to get, so then, so then later on, I felt like, I felt like I really liked the episode and and where I left things, but initially I was disappointed. Yeah, I guess, you know, I, I definitely wanted closure, but 
if anything, they sort of came up with more adventures to go on, like the whole search. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I liked it more than I thought I would in, like if someone just had told me this is what happens, um, the, the actual, the way it was done was um, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I tell you what I love. And that was the callous um, wrap-up oh, yeah. story. Like, yeah. that, that hit me a little bit. That hit me a little bit. I'm not sure why um, I was so caught up in the callous thing, but I, I thought that was uh, really nice. I did, I, you know, I, I, it's such a new convention for Star Wars, but kind of like the end of the high school adventure you know, comedy film they, where they say what happened to everyone after college or after high school. I, I, I did not expect that in a Star Wars uh, bit of media. How about you guys? I'm just glad that it was narrated and you not, not, you know, having to read it off the bottom of the screen. Again, Animal House, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was... um. What was your uh, highlight, Sam? Um, my my highlight was actually when um, Thrawn starts firing down on Lothal because I felt like that was really the first time we really got to see how awful the Empire is and how sinister Thrawn is. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like, th- like that was the moment where he was was winning in a way, because he, because his plans are always like, ah, oh, they've got away, and just as I thought, you know, like, and that was really his like moment of, you know, really sticking it to him. You know what I mean? Like, like he, like, had outplayed them, and you see like the the devastation of that, and you know, like what the people running, and I was 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 a high point because I because I hadn't seen that or was expecting to see something like that, and especially on Rebels. Yeah, I, I, I think the way the battle swayed, like with yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. we've put them all, we've trapped them all in here, and then Thrawn's like, well, now I can bombard them safely, and exactly, exactly. Then, then, then it switched around again. Um, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was pretty cool. I think what, what, what is up with the underside of Thrawn's ship? That like that giant mural thing. You can you can just lose that. It, it just, just seems like, remember in, when the Clone Wars, when they had the, those battleship things and just like repaint them every year so Hasbro could put out a different version? It just felt like <laughs> they're just painting it for, so it looks, so you know this is the different one. Or so, I don't know. It didn't, uh, didn't do it for me. Maybe and, that's and, and was, say again? Maybe that's his version of, uh, you know, like some people put lights under their cars. Maybe that's his version <laughs> of, uh, you know. Just, just wait until he turns yeah. up the bass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I was just looking at it, and I'm just like, let's, let's think about how hard it would be. Like, uh, how are those things? It's, it's a 16-kilometer-long it's a mural, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's actually quite a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of paint. But I think that's the Super Star Destroyer. That's I think the, those Star Destroyers are like 
one mile or a kilometer and a half or something. Oh, uh, okay. All right, all right. I just know that. Either way, it's a lot of paint. I just know the Snoke 160 because we've gotten a lot of heat over that on uh, now's podcasting. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, Sam, do you have any uh, parting rebel thoughts? Um, not really hearing people talk about the uh, the red guards that ran in um, and had uh, Ezra all jacked up. Not really seeing people freak out about that. I I was wondering if those were a, a variant of the Imperial Guards and if those Imperial Guards, you know, because I always wonder, like, what would they do against Vader? Like, Vader, like, they had that those kind of weapons to like, you know, just, you know, kind of force hold somebody, then, then they really could be, you know, really do something against someone like Vader. I, I always, I always wonder, you know, it's, no one's really talking about th- that. I've seen what those red guards were all about. I was wondering what you guys thought about them. Well, I took it that it was sort of just the Royal Guard without his cloak, a la Crimson Empire. Uh, it looked very mm-hmm. similar to how they were. Crimson Empire was uh, a comic book series by Dark Horse, I believe, maybe in the late 90s. There was Crimson Empire, then yeah. Crimson Empire 2. And... Yeah, you got to see them sort of uh, train without their cloaks on. And I believe maybe it was the the episode one Royal Guard, or was that episode two? But I think the, the underneath they had the exact same as a little Easter egg. They had the underneath, uh, okay. underneath <laughs> the cloak. And they may have actually just brought them out as the Crimson Empire figures later on in a comic pack. But uh, Tom... Mm-hmm. I thought they were Royal Guards, maybe like Junior Royal Guards or a different class, and they were probably aboard the Star Destroyer to watch over and protect the Jedi Temple because it was, you know, so closely tied to the Emperor. So he figured maybe he'll put some of his guards there to protect the the Temple, but also uh, apprehend Ezra if necessary, and it ended up being necessary. So very necessary. Okay, what do you guys think of uh, Jason Sindula? I hate the name. That that was one of the things that I didn't like about the episode. Um, sorry for cutting you off. You weren't meant to go steal, but the, the name really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't see where it came from. I thought he should have been called something else. Maybe, maybe Caleb, Caleb or yeah. something after his father. But I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, Jason is a nod to the EU, but there's no reason to use that name then and there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of... Like, what does that set up for the future? I don't know. I kind of thought you could have just wrapped... I don't know. I guess it's good that she had this happy... Um, yeah. You know, the, the birth after... You know, I guess it's uplifting for her cause that she lost everything, that she uh, has the child. So... Mm-hmm. Was she pregnant She's already, during Rogue One? What's going on there? Is she fighting yeah. in this big battle yeah. pregnant? Maybe that's why she I wasn't in she... the... Oh, well, she was in the Ghost. I was thinking she wasn't in a Starfighter, but she was in the Ghost. Well, good question. Yeah. Well, when, um, 
Well, like, there's a little way, moment right? where... Maybe, maybe Twi'leks have longer gestation periods. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Damn. No. Just there was idea. a moment in the... There was a moment when um, Ezra was um, talking to his parents out loud, and um, she, she puts her hand on her stomach when Hera was listening. Oh. Yeah, so she must have known then. Ah, the um, but yeah, I thought the Jason thing. I don't know. It, I I don't really care, but I would love the idea. Hate the name. I, I know. I yeah, Jason. He's Jason already been pretty happy with it. He thinks it means something different. <laughs> He's already being speculated to be oh. a a knight a knight of Ren and you know all that kind of stuff, which kind of goes back to my like my like disappointed feeling was just like okay now we're going to have 18 months of you know is Ezra going to be in episode 9 is Ahsoka going to show up did Luke train Jason and all the all that kind of stuff so that was and so that's I was not looking forward to not, not looking forward to that kind of stuff but but it would be fun yeah yeah it's it's what we do it's with funny fans. that drive yeah it's funny that drive that as soon as there's a child. It's like, oh, it's them now. And yeah, I've seen the Knights yeah. of Ren thing, and I don't know. Is that like a something that you hope is going to happen? It's. I hope a baby turns evil and kills everyone. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not well, really what rooting with for the, the You're just rooting for the connections. Well, that's what happened with with Jason Solo, right? I, I never read the books, but that's what I that's what I've gathered from people talking was that sort of the, was Jason Solo, something happens with him that might be similar and that sort of yes, he, going dark. He, become, he becomes a major villain, Lord of the Sith, leader of the Empire and menace to galactic peace and justice in the EU. Yeah. In the EU. My little, um, my little any, episode nine theory. Go for it, Sam. No, I was just going to say, uh, as far as episode nine theories go, I was, I was speculating if he does, if, if that, if that Jason character does go bad, if he's uh Snoke's secret apprentice, because he would have that familiarity with all the group and he would have that tie in with Ben Solo. You know, they they'd be about the same age, I guess. So, you know, they may even be friends. So maybe Yeah, I don't know if maybe he introduces him I don't to know Snow. If JJ or, is, is, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't see it right. happening, but that's <laughs> Yeah. It's an interesting idea. Oh. Yeah, I, I feel, I I feel like um, I feel like you're really testing my patience there, Sam. But uh, I've been in, I've been in such <laughs> unexpectedly uh, good spirits today, and, and and you're just like poking the bear. I know what you're doing, but uh, I'll see myself. Been out. Good to talk to you, Sam. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Like <laughs> right. 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 mate. Um, alrighty. So uh, we're about 
at the end of the main show. If you're on hold, stay there because we will probably be able to get to your call in the bonus section for patrons. And how that works is we have uh, amazing listeners that uh, chip in $3 every month to continue the production of the podcast. And as a bonus, they get an exclusive RSS feed with ad free shows, our entire archive, uh, the bonus shows section that we're about to do on all our shows, and um, special supporter exclusive shows like uh, the Robbo Report and Making Steel Wars. And I've got to tell you, King Tom, that Robbo, he's keen to talk about this finale. He has been hitting me up. So uh, we're going to be doing that before the end of the week. Okay. Looking forward to hearing it. Those are good shows. Very cool. Um, so we are going to go. Well, I'm seeing if we've got any other things to talk about before we go. I, what about that Ugnaught, Tom? Loved him. That, Loved the Ugnaught. Yeah, I liked him a lot better than his previous appearances. I don't know why. And just the whole Hondo and their whatever they have going on, I just found that very entertaining. But then again, I'm a sucker for Hondo. Yeah, I thought Hondo was pretty good in this episode and uh, his love of whatever that little Ugnaught was. Like, <laughs> and, and this is the thing with the show. It was, I found the whole thing to be pretty exceptional. It was, you know, the action scenes, the, the music, the, the visuals were stunning. And, <laughs> yes. you know, there was a thing where the Ugnaught got shot and he sort of did a bit of a, I don't know, a pirouette or something before flopping on the ground and I was sort mm-hmm. of like all right this show you know you've been so good but this episode's so good I, I can give you your goofy little fall over death like I, I can I can I can bend that way because you, you're doing some good stuff for me over here so I appreciate that but then it turned out he wasn't well, what, did, well, what did you think about when he went flying and landed on the the window the, the sunroof or whatever it's called yeah, I, I sort of found that a little bit. Um, Zeb should be in the Olympics, or at least you know, <laughs> like a midget tossing tournament or something, because he can lob those little guys pretty far. Yeah, and that, that was I don't know. That's something that you just have to go. Yeah, okay, whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's you're watching Disney XD. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, that music, that that the bright lights. I was watching it like I'm really gonna miss this. Really gonna miss it. Um, I I thought there was some weird um, with the Last Jedi. A few little both. They had a thing where they were looking through, um, you know, a window to their family which was mm-hmm. uh, interesting. And, and both the finale and The Last Jedi had telephone pranks. Yes, they did. So, I didn't, uh, didn't pick up on that, but yes, they did. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how these things, it's often strange little tie-overs, like even with like blindness, like between, you know, films that are getting worked on and, and Star Wars Rebels. And 
what, what do you make in retrospect of Kanan's blindness? I, I kind of think it was it was it, such nothing. I, I think it affected him it, for twenty minutes of screen time. Right. It didn't. Other than yeah, the, maybe those twenty minutes and his appearance looking at him, he was still able to do the Jedi things. And I, I understand. Okay, you say he could. It's using the Force that let him do that, but he didn't come off at to, to me as a blind character. And not that. And I'm, I'm not blind, so all, all I've seen are you know the, the blind people I know or what I see in. TV and movies, um, but it really didn't hamper but, him as a character let, let, at all. Let me get let me get this straight, Tom. You're explaining what you've seen of blind people. Is that is that correct? Yes. Okay. It's it's just there's a disconnect between that and what we saw of Canaan. Is what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it, I swear that it was like only a couple of times that you would realize he's blind. Like, I know he had right. a sweet mask, but tons of sweet masks in Star Wars, you know? But, I, didn't, I, didn't uh, like the, I, liked, I didn't like the mask. I liked the bandage they put over his eyes in, the, in that one scene, but the mask just ruined it for me. Mm, okay. I, I didn't mind it. But um, I, yeah, before we go to the bonus show, I, I think they did a pretty good job. And, uh, yeah at wrapping it up. You know, what, of course, not what I would have done, but it, um, it put people in the right place that Yoda's, all the things that Yoda said made sense, mm-hmm. which is, um, I was very happy about. But, um, and it, it, it ended on a high note. Yeah. So, after all the bumps, I think I think we're we got left with a pretty good last few episodes. The last half of the season was, was really good, don't you think? Yeah. Alrighty, King Tom. Where can the good people of the internet track you down, buddy? Um, on Twitter at Tom Chansky, and uh, occasionally, or more than occasionally, contributing emails and voicemails to some of the better Star Wars uh, and geek-related podcasts out there. <laughs> but Twitter's probably the best place. Very cool. Now, uh, for those that aren't uh, Patreon supporters, this is going to be the last call-in show for a few weeks because I'll be back in Australia. But we're going to come back um, most likely to Monday nights and if you're in America. And it'll be a slightly different format, but you'll still be able to uh, call and Skype in. And I think it will be a... A great step up, both in um, definitely in sound quality, because this blog talk, we've we've found a way now to record the guests differently. The callers will still be brutal on their phones, but uh, we'll be able to pick (laughs) up the the pace on the people actually uh, as as the co-hosts. So stick around for that. And if you haven't already, make sure you listen to that Ben Mendelsohn episode. It was uh, super fun to do. And if you're on hold, we will uh, get you in two seconds as we go into that bonus show. Take us there, Ben Mendelssohn. (laughs) 
I love it when he just talks. What do you think about that, Tom? It, I, I found myself dancing even more than usual. <laughs> uh, who have we got on the line next? I think this is a Skype call, so let's take this. On Skype or a private number, who are you and where are you calling from? This is Jeff Wood. I'm, I'm on the chat room, too. Hello, Jeff. You've got a very soothing Hi, voice. Have you ever been told that? I've got a... A, a very what? Soothing. Oh, thanks. Well, my, my podcast listeners think that too, I think. Um, uh, what podcast are you from, Jeff? Oh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a transportation podcast called Talking Headways, but it's, it's not Star Wars related, so um, it's not necessarily related. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> transportation in Star Wars. Hey, get to your Yeah, transport. actually. Yeah. <laughs> the first transport no, I, I, is a wire. That's true. That's true. <laughs> There's also, uh, on Coruscant, there's tons of really cool uh, mass transit options. So that's something that I'd love to talk about in the future, but we'll get there eventually. No, um, so where did, where did you vote for on my Twitter poll, uh, or where would you have voted? Well, I, I voted satisfying, because it wasn't, I don't think it was the best episode of the series, but I think it was satisfying. Um, it wasn't like the, the best of the best. I think actually the World Between Worlds one before that topped it, and I think after that one we had a little bit of a, expectation drop or, or I had an expectation drop because I, I know finales are, are something that's a little hard to do but um, that World Between Worlds episode I think I really got into but this one was it was satisfying I liked it um, and uh, you know what, what you guys asked what the high points and low points were I think the high point for me was probably seeing you know Ahsoka the White um, I know that Filoni's a big um, Lord of the Rings fan so I think that's probably what he was pointing towards um, the wolf fight was, was really great that you guys talked about earlier um, mm-hmm. And I, I did appreciate also, and somebody I think said this on a, on a on another podcast, but you know there was no like biting into the stormtroopers. It was just th- them throwing stormtroopers over the edge of the cliff, <laughs> over and over and over again. If you're like me and you want to check out as many quality voices in Star Wars fandom as possible, check out the Making Star Wars podcast network at makingstarwars.net. Not only is makingstarwars.net the home for the hottest news and rumors in the Star Wars universe, but they have also got a top-shelf podcast network. Now, this is podcasting, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Blue Harvest, The Rogue One, a podcast for winners, The Sith List, Podcast 2187, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Idiot's Array, all available on iTunes or makingstarwars.net. Just hit the podcast network button. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.